Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM digital three CR dot org dot AU and on demand and um, yes eight five five AM and three CR digital two separate ways of listening and welcome to Out of the Pan a show covering pansexual issues knowing no boundaries of sex or gender and today of course knowing no boundaries of musical genre playing that pansexual music of non binary kind. Um, country, western and classic rock. No, not true. 3CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the original inhabitants and we pay respects to elders past, present and emerging, including our queer elders, um, who in turn include sister girls and brother boys and we acknowledge their unique contributions to diversity and intersectionality on and around the lands. And if you want to get in touch with the show, there's ways to do it. Um, In this day and age of high tech, um, you can email out of the pan 855 at gmail.com. You can uh, look for me on um, Twitter at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. You can text or SMS, as some people want to call it, 61456 75215, or look for the post on Facebook on my page, um, Sally Goldner. On the show today, well, I want to have a big look at about moving forward. And some people might say, well, what will that look like? I'm going to say how to do move forward, because I think this has really become very, very critical. We do have, we are at this sort of pause mark after um, the yes vote. I'm obviously still going to get the legislation through, but I am now feeling as much as anyone could reasonably confident that we can get good legislation through before silly season um, sort of is officially upon us as opposed to semi-officially or commercially on us as it is now. So I do want to spend a bit of time talking about um, where, what, not so much where to but how to. Um, but also opened up with the Dukes um, in the words of, um, the not in the words actually of a 70s television show, no, not them damn Dukes of Hazard. Um, The Dukes featuring Sean Kelly, who, amongst other bands, was in The Models, um, and Faith from around the turn of the decade into the 80s into the 90s. Um, Good album um, from Sean and crew. And, well, I had, I suppose you could say, a bit of Faith Restored this week, um, and I wanted to talk about that in the context of wrapping up Trans Day of Remembrance. It was great to have Sally Conning and Michelle Brooker in last week to talk about the day and what it means. Um, but um, I've got to say it was, I think, just the right sort of T-Door. Um, on Monday here in Melbourne, there were four events in the end, um, and the one that focused on faith, um, just to follow the linkage, was, of course, transgen- the event organised, um, declaring interest as a committee member by Transgender Victoria, um, a multi-faith T-Door um, event, um, panel discussion involving faith leaders from four faiths, 
and also trans and gender diverse people of the same faith. So, you know, sometimes people can say, oh, yes, we're inclusive and, yeah, every individual has the right to be their authentic self. There were um, people from their congregations who were living and breathing it, which I think is really, really awesomeness. So um, at the risk of sounding like a bad stand-up comedy joke, a Jewish person, a Catholic, an Anglican, and a Buddhist, two Buddhists, all walked into a bar together. No, they walked into the fabulous North Fitzroy Library um, on St George's Road, which is just a beautiful space with great, also with great respect to our original inhabitants, just beautifully done, I think, and um, well done to City of Yarra on that front. But um, what sort of things came up that... You know, seriously, everyone does have the right to be their authentic self as their whole self, the sum of the parts and the W-H-O-L-E. And so, your you know, your faith is important to you. And let's make it clear, we're not talking necessarily religion here. You can have a faith and or a belief in God without being necessarily um, part of an organized religion. And I think it was great that Nevo Zezen, who themselves is of the Jewish faith, um, said that, that, you know, it doesn't just have to be a structured type of organisation where you go to a building once a week. Um, if you, you know, do need your faith, look at all sorts of alternatives, you know. Um, sometimes smaller things are what people want, if that's what they're after. But, um, you know, I just wanted to add that, of course, um, faith in the generalist, gen, most general sense of the word doesn't necessarily mean being part of religion. And also neither does belief in God. And a word that seems to have almost faded from the language is the word theism, belief in a God. So no, not the one with the the big long grey beard necessarily, but just a spirit, a universal power, creative force, call it what one will. And I think that's what came through from all the participants on the panel. Rabbi Jonathan Karen Black, who, well, along with other great rabbis around um, the progressive event in particular, but there's plenty of good orthodox ones, as we found out on the show a few weeks ago. Um, you know, absolute star in Judaism. Um, um, you know, Sue from Metropolitan Community Church, Melbourne, have been long-time supporters of um, the trans community and many others. Um, and um, um, people of the Buddhist faith. And, you know, I think it's just about finding niches. I don't like it when people say, well, for example, all religion is all homophobic or all of Christianity. No, there are plenty of niches out there. So tap into Transgender Victoria or Switchboard um, for more information. I think, though, in the context of the last few months where we've had a very one-sided view of faith and religion put on us, that faith and religion are at one end of a, a line and um, well, it's certainly not a, a full line as opposed to a dotted line because at the other end is LGBTI, of course, that's bunkum. But it was, um, pun definitely intended, faith restoring. It was gently uplifting to hear that faith and religion, however defined, if you like, of course they can be inclusive of LGBTI. And I think this creates an issue for us that um, it seems a lot that the anti-LGBTI voices you know, are at the shrill end of the extreme, if you like. And, you know, it's got to be remembered that twelve, just under 12 months ago, a survey by Ipsos and the Williams Institute, um, which compared attitudes on transgender overall and on specific issues across 24 countries. Now, Australia was eighth, um, which I suppose is reasonable to be in the top third. 
But the thing that two, a couple of things that leapt out of that: seventy-two percent of people support protection from discrimination for trans people. It's when you get into the detail that things drop. But they also found a correlation um, to if you know a trans person, your your level of support on specifics and overall is likely to go up. So it makes a lot of sense. So it was great to see, um, you know, for people of faith who met trans people of similar faith. One was encouraged to take a stand within their, I'll say, organisation, um, and you know came out as gay. So trans people there, but thereby, you know, not just taking, if you like, but giving. Um, so the whole everyone was better off, which of course we know we're brilliant at um, declaring all objectivity. I mean bias, I mean objectivity, whichever. Um, so it was a really wonderful night. It was very gentle, um, just uplifting, faith restoring. As I said, after what the some of the, um, well. Some of the opinions, I'll be neutral and say, that we've heard um, in the name of religion in the last three to four months, um, it is a reminder that there are lots of services out there. So tap into Transgender Victoria or switch um, QLife, as part, um, in which in Victoria covers the service Switchboard on 1-800-184-527. Sometimes people think Switchboard is just a crisis counselling service. No, it is a referral service and database. You can also look through things online, even if you if you just need to get info and not exactly talk to someone. And of course, the service links in um, around the country. So at the moment, you might, um, even though it says three till midnight, you might be able to get someone to talk to until um, you know three a.m. If there's no one talk, wanting to talk to anyone in Perth. Um, we want to talk to people in Perth. Hello over in the West. It was um, WA Pride yesterday. Um, and I know there was a big buy contingent um, in the um, parade. Looking forward to the pics, um, WA buy gang. Um, so pop them up online soon. I hope you had a great night. Um, it seemed like there were lots of glamorous outfits um, being planned. That's what we like to see. All right. So there it is, a good wrap-up of TDOR. Oh, sorry, of the faith event, but I should mention that why I popped into the Y Gender event on Monday afternoon, um, which was at um, Drummond Street uh, Services in Carlton. It was just that was also nice and peaceful. Just people chilling out, playing board games, making crafty stuff. I'm not crafty spice, but good luck to those who did. Just very pleasant and putting little messages on, you know, a whiteboard, you know, of faith and that of hope and that sort of thing which I think we need more of. Um, and also um, two other events. Yours truly went and spoke to a lunchtime crew in, um, in the Victorian Public Service, a range of departments represented on what trans people need. And I'm, obviously we're going to talk a little in a way about that in the remainder. I want to talk about that in the remainder of the show. Um, and also an event put on by Peril magazine down at Birramungma, which sold out, so I couldn't get to it. Um, even if Transgender Victoria's hadn't been on, but they did a big, um, you know, shout out um, for Transgender Victoria over last weekend. So thank you for that. So I feel like there is a sense of solidarity. Peril Magazine looks at Australian, Asian Australian arts and culture. So I need to um, catch up more about that. So very good to see. I think that sort of intersectionality, of course, is one aspect of where we need to head next. All right, I will... Um, have some more music and then we're going to dive into well I think a topic where Midnight one of Midnight Oil's classics from 10987654321 originally now on this was from their live album of 1992 Scream in Blue might be needed only the strong 3CR 855 AM digital 3cr.org.au and on demand out of the pan with Sally
seeking redemption. With Fuddy Jr. and Mumbles. On FreeCR Community Radio on Monday afternoons at 1 o'clock. Just because you've hit rock bottom and may have done a bad thing or two, doesn't mean you can't turn it around. Seeking redemption. 8.55 on your AM dial. has all kinds of music programs for you to hear. From blues to hip-hop, reggae, classical, punk, jazz, soul, indigenous, experimental, indie, metal and other music styles. Check out 3cr.org.au on the World Wide Web for more info. Three CR eight five five AM, three CR digital, three CR dot org dot AU, and on demand. Out of the pan with Sally on a su- first broadcast on a Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. We just heard from Midnight Oil from the Screaming Blue live album of around nineteen ninety two, and their version of Only the Strong. Yes, through um, Out of the Pan, playing all brands of classic rock um, because that's what we do, and. Um, Thanks for tuning in to the program. Uh, well, I wanted to get to the meat of today's program. There's been a lot of talk about where next for um, after, you know, as marriage equalities will say 95%, if you want to put it that way in the bag. I want to look at it a slightly different angle, how to, not where to, how to. What do I mean? I could reel off the standard lists of things that are tra- I know well, you know, seem to come up for trans and bi, I can and I recommend people do go to the website for groups like Organisation Intersex International Australia, and if you can't remember that, OII Australia or AISSGA, which stands for Androgen Insensitivity Social and Support Group of Australia. Also, I should mention a great program on SBS um, Dateline a couple of weeks ago on intersex, um, featuring lots of people. Um, with listen on get onto your online um, portal for SBS and have a look, but I think that sometimes we rush in and do things without just stopping for a minute and going, could we do things better? And I think we're at this point now with the marriage campaign. Will I will say rightly or wrongly for a second, being so predominant in our communities. Um, where to next, I think, is what you know is being asked. What about how to? We have, as we found out early this year, and perhaps people you know, were aware of it but didn't, real, didn't realise how big it was, a huge disparity problem within our communities. We you know, talk about words like equality, diversity and respect, but when you look at our rainbow, it's not very equal. And the, there is a big problem that when it comes down to it, hard, cold reality, there are still people, particularly in positions of prominence and influence, who really, and I'm talking in very simple non-intersectional terms, elements of gay and lesbian, who think that bi, trans and intersex are less than equal. They really have that attitude. They may not know it, and that's the critical point. 
you can't know everything about everything and you know you can't be aware of everything in yourself no matter how hard you try over your particular existence on this planet in whatever form but um, leaders people in positions of prominent influence who are leaders need to be open to learning and I'm, I'm, you know that's if they are that's great you know no one can know everything about everything no one can know everything about diversity but if you slip up and someone says, hey, do you realise what you've just said or how you've done something isn't equal, then there's a saying with mistakes, admit them, fix them, learn from them, prevent them happening again. I don't believe at times our rainbow communities do that or do it well enough. And where we have these attitudes of inequality, they usually manifest in one of three ways. Groups like buy and trans are not consulted in the first place. We're not included properly. Even if someone gets it right, you've got to give people a sense of ownership. When people in minority groups generally, but particularly LGBTI, and then also double particularly bi and trans, because we have at times been spoken down for by others without our consent, even if what they, they might have come. And I don't like getting into intent. I think that can be a dangerous way of copping out of responsibility point is that we're just not even consulted and when we try to get into something you send an email and you just basically put down one private email that I wrote to a CEO of a so-called LGBTI organization I got back a response that I was a very passionate advocate and I should come and do coffee with him now let's stop and look at that clearly it was patronizing I had some concerns about how and things I knew was aware of in that organisation, wrote politely and basically got dismissed. So we weren't on the board in the first place. The organisation likes to think it's LGBTI but doesn't and um, you know, sort of then just got told, oh, I was passionate, i.e. it was from a very well-known person who can be misogynist. That's another way of saying you're an angry woman. It's misogynism, which also comes into it as well for female-identified people, including within our communities. So we try to get on board and we're just ignored and it then goes wrong and wrong and we have the same problem again. The other one, which the next level that comes up, is that we're at the table and we're talked over, talked down to, or there's tokenism. The classic example of this, for example, is an organisation or a working group or whatever says, we've got a buy representative on our committee. Yeah, but are they listened to equally? I know of an organisation that claims to be LGBTI inclusive and has an organisation, has a bi person on their committee and they are utterly biphobic in their day-to-day operations. And that is not good enough. The other classic on that one is also, for example, we've got a trans project, see, we're inclusive. No, it doesn't mean that at all. If there's only, you know, you might have one trans worker or a trans-friendly worker But if you don't do cultural change in your whole organisation, what happens when your trans person needing the service walks up to reception, is misgendered, and let's say a trans woman who's told, yes, sir, how can I help you? And they do the right thing and say, look, um, you can help me because I'm here to see worker X, but also I use female pronouns she, her, and you get a dirty look or get lectured at. That is not inclusiveness. That's tokenism. Um, Too many LGBTI organisations do this sort of silo approach where LGB, you know, where the trans and bi are locked in a corner and really the whole organisation is not inclusive. And the last one is where maybe people are pretended to be listened to equally 
and then they're backstabbed. And I know of some pretty high-level situations where, you know, people go on about equality, they claim to treat us with respect and then go and do something behind our face. Now, that's not good behaviour at the best of times, but you are doing it because a person's from a certain group. It implies that you don't think they're worthy of equally being treated with respect and being part of win-win solutions. That's a real problem. So, you know, there's a lot to this. And this is one angle, is this lack of respect for people. And we've got to bring up elephants in the room. The marriage campaign was, in my opinion, acknowledging my privilege as a white Anglo-Saxon Judeo-Christian person, at times incredibly white. The fact that there weren't visible multicultural, multi-faith multi um, you know, sort of um, faces was highly problematic. The problem is that whatever you want to think about the Australian Christian lobby, and there's probably lots of things I could think about them that I probably can't say on this station or at any time publicly, <laughs> uh, you've got to hand it to them there in their evil way. They're intuitive. They pick up on people's vulnerabilities and they will work on them. And so it was interesting a few years ago that the ACL tried to get a group of Indigenous people together to say that um, marriage equality was anti-Indigenous, which of course is bunkum. <laughs> Um, you know, um, so and also look at what happened in you know those seventeen seats where things didn't work out. The correlation has been religion, but some of it could be multiculturalism. So people were left behind, and the thing is, when we do it that way, are we not only hurting queer people of colour? Are we hurting the broader campaigns in the broader community for racial and skin colour respect? So. We can't keep doing this one-dimensional campaigning anymore. And also I call it supermarket delicatessen campaigning. You have a number. Get in line and wait. Oh, we're serving gays first and then lesbians. Oh, trans. We might have a little few little items left for you. Listen up. 3CR, 855 AM analogue, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand out of the pan with Sally on a first broadcast on a Sunday afternoon here in Melbourne, Australia, where today it is a steamy Sunday. Thanks for your company. Now, I haven't had any emails in, but I've been a, a techno schmuckleburger, Sally, for the last two weeks and forgotten to check the SMS. And we've had a few messages. Um, two last week um, from Gianni. My apologies for not reading them out, Gianni. I was having a, um, some technical crises of my own, and there was a minor issue here in the studio. Um, and my HSP, highly sensitive person, information overload thing went overload, and I forgot to check in. Um, and um, so lots of, um, you know, sort of, uh, so I do apologise for missing those. Um but, um, and Gianni has um, texted in in relation to the marriage result last week. And while well, it does link in, see, I knew I held this over for a reason, and live radio, people of all genders. It's a shame that the multicultural communities did not support marriage equality, judging by the results, just shows that some communities are not as supportive as we may have hoped and may not be compatible to equality. Um, yeah, look, I think that there's going to be some truth in that, but... I suppose if we just, I'm talking about how, but if we are going to go over to what for a second, if we did a SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats, where we always try to turn weaknesses and threats into strengths and opportunities, this gives us an opportunity. Here is a chance to say, okay, how do we do it better um, in the future, where perhaps with a, where there's perhaps less emotion going down because the marriage issue could be a motive for some. Respect that. I'm not saying anything's right or wrong. It just could be what it is. What is it? Um, Everyone's entitled to their feelings, no question. 
Um, so, yeah, I think you've got a point there, Gianni, and a couple of other messages, um, you know, sort of to consider as um, that I've had as well. So, yes, Auntie Sally will be high tech again um, as of now. So how do we deal with this problem of people not being equal? And then I've got to give, um, there's been a fair bit of debate about this. Um, you know, people call it calling out culture and calling in culture. What do we mean by that? You know, call. I'm all. You know, I'm all for calling in first. As I said, if someone makes a mistake and you if you fix it, then that's fabulous. You move on, and you just if people are willing to keep working, they get and things get better. That's great. Met with a large, broader community organisation last month, a few LGBTI reps, and the good thing was that they said, you know, they realised that they um, weren't diverse enough, um, and they first sort of hit a bit of a panic moment it was oh my god this is too hard what are we going to do we're going to get it wrong and then you think if you don't try to get diversity right you're in trouble i have the line now that diversity is like pregnancy you can't just be a little bit pregnant and you can't just be a little bit diverse but it's going to be learning along the way and sometimes if you you know um i'll get to this in a second you might have some bumps on the road so yeah big issue um so the first thing to me you know, I had a convert which I want to clear out. Some people have said the marriage campaign in the last three and a half months, despite its difficulties, was unifying. I have a problem with that. I don't think it was. I honestly think bi and trans and intersex people were erased by some people on our own side. But um, So that's not unifying. But I had a conversation a few months ago with a psychologist and I think a good philosopher as well, which doesn't hurt when you're um, a mental health type of practitioner. Um, who said, so what brings LGBT and I together? Really, you're very different. And it's like, well, okay, we're united by this, the threat of prejudice. Um, we have called homophobia, biphobia, transphobia, prejudice, and intersex. When you think about it, it's not really a nice way to be united. So what does bring people together in a positive way? It's shared values. And now, of course, people will rattle off words like equality, diversity, respect, inclusivity. It's how we walk the talk. So we're going to have to do that. Really what we're talking here is common sense organisational management. It's how we do it. Now, if someone stuffs up on any aspect of rainbow diversity, or any for that matter, call them in first. Say, look, do you realise what you've said? Do you need some materials to look at? Here's some good websites, blah 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 Fine. And if they you know, make the effort to do it better from there on and keep trying, even if there are a couple of mistakes, then you know you've rebuilt trust. Basis for any human interaction, really. Suppose the problem comes in, and this is one we're going to have to talk about. What happens when the same culprits are repeat offenders? Um, and this is a big issue. And, well, I didn't want, I am not going to name names, but Melina, you've emailed in, our woving reporter, and has named someone, so I'll read this out. Is it a weakness of people like Alex Greenwich, who despite his achievements were too focused on the middle class conservatives for strategic reasons? The CEO of SBS is a gay man who also reiterated sentiments about the gay lobby not reaching out to ethnic groups. It's complex and it's been dumbed down for the mainstream media. Agree with that. Um, like to see a sociological analysis on the campaign to be conducted by a credible academic. I would agree with that. And there's been some already. The ABS stats have been wonk analysed by The Guardian, who... Um, I think are pretty credible. It does seem like the religion was the correlative issue in those 17 seats, particularly the 13 or so in Western Sydney that voted no. And knowing a little about the two seats in southeastern 
suburbs of Melbourne that voted no. I think that, you know, religion could be a major factor, possibly multicultural as well, as well as multi-faith. But I think, yes, I think we did make our campaigning to white picket fence, and that means people have been left behind. So, yeah, we've got to make sure that we have values of inclusivity, but we walk the talk on them. And in the end, if people don't change and do it differently, because um, the newly elected Andrew Jenkins, um, who was elected to Minneapolis City Council a couple of weeks ago, although we're still um, candidate-elect, probably doesn't take office until early next year, um, said it well that we can't leave anyone behind anymore. We have to acknowledge intersectionality. And this is where the supermarket delicatessen approach won't work. But if we come from a place of the common values and walk the talk, and then we put that into a platform that we can communicate where we need to to the broader public, we can run multiple campaigns at the same time, the obvious ones being by trans and intersex, which have different issues but can come from a common thread. It's really no different, again, to a large organisation, and notice I'm saying organisation, not company, um, large organisation, business, not-for-profit or public sector, where you branch out. You've got different branches, but they're all coming from the same space. So that will mean we can catch more people up faster and more effectively. But I've, as an educator, worked in organisations where they've realised they need to catch up their values and they haven't been quite doing things right. And sometimes they've said we've had to you know, part ways with people because they are not um, willing to work with us. Um, you know, they've realised if, you know, for example, when the values come in on inclusivity and it covers LGBTI, their um, attitudes are not right. So, okay, you do the human resources thing, you give people a performance review, three warnings, and if they have to go, they have to go. I think we might have to do the same, in my personal opinion, to some of our own so-called leaders if they can't start getting this right from now on. The days of supermarket delicatessen rainbow um, campaigning are gone. There's just too much awareness of bi, trans and intersex to shove one under the carpet or both under the carpet. Some people have said, let's do trans issues next. Now, you could say I'm going to be all for that. No, I'm also a bi person. We've had research in the last few months showing massively disproportionate bi housing in Australia, uh, homelessness issues in Australia. I'm well aware of the pain my intersex friends um, have experienced due to unwanted surgeries and ongoing abuse throughout childhood and how that ruins their life within seven days. We can't necessarily um, change that. We could at least minimise the effects to some extent, but we can prevent it happening in the future. So we need to do simultaneous campaigns, and that's just three, of course. There's many others. We, As Melania, you've said, um, how do we reach out more to multicultural and uh, multi-faith groups? So if there's any disparity in attitudes on LGBTI between that and, we'll say, white Anglo-Saxon, um, we can... You know, at least minimise that. How do we involve young people anymore? At times I felt some of our own campaigning was youth-phobic. Um, you know, one article that was on one of the, um, the MCV site a few years ago talked about how the queer young radicals should come and learn from their elders. I reckon some of our elders could learn from the queer young radicals, but of course when you think about that, it's youth-phobic. You know, young people are all angry, you know. Well, that's not true either. Of course it isn't. So let's treat everyone with respect. Let's take good input. Let's look at it calmly and respectfully on the, as the input that it is rather than dismissing people because they are from a certain group. 
So to sum it up, what would be the benefits? Well, we'd get things done faster. We'd have more creativity. We'd have more perspectives. Now, every manage, good, you know, good management text I've ever read says diversity is good for business. Well, our business is equality. The more um, inputs we have, the more perspectives we have, the better our, we're gonna, our results are going to be. But I've seen too many people, and not just, say, by trans and intersex, but what I'll call the good guys and lesbians, pull out of our community involvement. Um, and that's a travesty because they don't like the hypocrisy factor either. So we'd keep more good people. We'd retain talent. You know, really, as I say, it's organisational management. But we're going to somehow have to make our rainbow community leaders accountable on diversity. And if they're not open to change, if they're not open to learning you know, they're going to have to do some personal and professional development to build themselves up. And as I say, um, none of our community would lose. Maybe the ACL would lose, and I'm sure there's plenty of listeners to this show, around 99% who might say it might be playing the world's smallest violin to that idea. So let's give this a shot. Let's have a rethink. Let's look at, the, you know, where things constantly fall short in our community and before we rush into new campaign or campaigns, and I think we could all be in a better state. So, yeah, let's make sure we do do things better in the past and rather than make the same mistakes in the words of Ringo Starr and the Beatles. Honey, don't. 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand. Out of the pan with Sally. news dear listener it's that time of year we once again are selling two delicious wines generously donated by local winemaking star and 3cr supporter luke lambert at 17.50 these wines are a super bargain labeled especially for us and they're even cheaper by the dozen or half dozen perfect as a gift or to fill a raised glass to toast 3cr at those summer festivities Give us a call on 94198377 to order or you can go to 3cr.org.au forward slash shop. Wines are available for collection from 3CR up until December 22. Ain't no mountain high enough to keep me from them. CR programs provide information and analysis you won't hear in the mainstream. Today we'll be looking at the legacy of the US war on Vietnam on Laos. And as far as corporate capitalism is concerned, it is the worst political and economic system that you can have. Our laws about jailing refugees and asylum seekers are so well crafted. Sex is not irrelevant and we like who we are, but we don't have to be imprisoned by our gender. Become a subscriber today. Call us on 9419 8377 or visit 3cr.org.au. 3CR, the voice of dissent. That's right, dissent and also a whole dollar if you want it. Um, seriously, if you spend your dollars on supporting the 3CR wine fundraiser, um, I think that sounds like a, a damn good idea as we head towards some... Um, 
or hopefully a festive season and those celebrations. But the thing is, of course, make sure that you always um, um, use alcohol responsibly and certainly not in a way that damages anyone else. Um, But if you do feel you have a concern, reach out for support. Um, So, yeah, we're getting, beginning to get to that time of year where we start thinking about end-of-year things. Um, And I know it can be also a difficult time of year for people. Um, Make sure you reach out to services like Switchboard on 1-800-184-527. They are pretty much open throughout the festive season um, and do amazing work. And all the QLife services, including Switchboard, <clears throat> excuse me, absolutely amazing work throughout the last few weeks. Um, it should be pointed out that many former Switchboard volunteers, um, as things got, you know, really bad, say through August and September, said, um, you know, we're coming, we want to come back and we haven't done a shift in years, but we realise it'll be busy. And according to reports, um, which I think are, pretty much on the money. I'm almost surprised they're not underestimating this. Um, Services like Switchboard and Reach, I think it was in BuzzFeed, um, had a 33% give or take increase in need for their services over the last few months. I think the one thing that does need to be mentioned is, you know, just because the survey period is over, it doesn't all, you know, sort of settle down, dust doesn't settle that quickly. Uh, There's been a lot of trauma brought up and sadly, I think for trans people, as Michelle and Sally Conning discussed last week, we could be in for a tough time. And trigger warning mention of transphobic violence, I am aware of, sadly, an assault on two trans people that has happened since the 15th of November. And sadly, by coincidence, it happened on the night of Trans Day of Remembrance, but that is coincidence. I can report, though, that people are, there's no permanent physical damage the people have lots of support from friends and um, others, so that's at least something. Um, but we believe there will be some CCTV footage that will identify the perpetrators. So please take care out there. Um, it is a sad thing. Of course, we, in a utopian world, would have the right to totally be ourselves, but be aware of your surroundings and all that sort of thing um, just until the dust settles. But I think there was that report from Ireland a couple of months ago that you know, two years on, it sort of has, the dust has settled. So hopefully we can get through it, but we are going to need lots of support. I do agree. If we've saved $22 million of government money, yes, let's spend it on LGBTI services, thanks. So things that are coming up in the community, place you can get places you can get support, trans men in the shed, if you're listening on the Sunday afternoon, um, is on in Carlton. Um, look at transshedboys.com. Uh, Polyvic Social, 5.30 this afternoon in um, Clifton Hill, the Terminus, Bent TV rolls on, and oh, the Buy Discussion Group is on this Tuesday, um, the uh, 28th, the last, um, might be one over um, the Christmas period, I think, which will be Boxing Day evening, we'll just have, have to work out where we're going to do it, um, but yeah, this week, um, this time we're back on at Drummond Street Services again, so... Um, no pub grub, but bring your food in, um, totally okay. And we will have caffeine facilities on hand. Um, so come and join the by discussion in Carlton. And next um, Saturday, um, Gender Queer Australia um, are on Sunday, Saturday afternoon at Harry Little Sister, 218 Little Collins Street near the intersection of Swanson. And that gets us through some of the events of the week. So if you are listening in via the the podcast or repeat or 
um, um, other things, um, you know, sort of, um, um, you know, sort of make sure that, um, you know, um, if you've got questions on things um, that I've raised, give me a, give me a yell. Melinda's um, um, given me a yell via the email that the MTC are now introducing queer people from Asian backgrounds who are political through theatre and art. Art initiates significant change. Um, yes, um, it's a great idea to bring people along with you. Totally agree with that. Um, the yarts are a great way to communicate. Um, I think they've been a great help for trans people, and not just the big stuff, but you know things that a smaller background, um, you know, sort of get people thinking a bit. Yeah, which is what I think good art can do, art in the broadest sense of those words. All right, um, better wrap it up and um, make way for Freedom of Species for those listening on the Sunday afternoon. And, of course, remember, lots of 3CR shows um, podcast um, and um, repeated and on demand for a week. So lots of ways to listen in. Take it out today um, with Tim Buck 3 from the mid-'80s and their little beatbox type of sound that they had. And, well, we hope for all of us both in the broader community and within the queer community and what we do and how we do it that um, their track, their best-known track probably, is a bit of an anthem. And, um, well, no prizes for guessing. We hope that the rainbow future is so bright that we want to wear shades. Uh, next week on the show is a bit of a special because um, it is going to be a next um, Sunday is International um, Day of People with the Disability. So it'll be a queer and disabled themed show, which I'd better get whacking on organising. So um, great to, to promote diversity and diversity. Until then, thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.